Yo, yo, yo! Welcome to episode 113 of Wings, Beers, and Tears, your favorite DMV sports podcast. That is right, 113 whopping episodes talking about DMV sports. But let's be honest, <laughs> we're, we're, a, we're a Caps and Terps podcast with a little bit of, uh, little bit of WVU, you know. I, I can't believe girls haven't sent us nudes. <laughs> On, that, on, the, on all of our success. I know, man. Bullshit. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Jerry, I thought you were in charge of marketing, but uh, yeah, alas. no shit. <laughs> oh, what's going on, fellas? How you doing, Jerry? Ah, you know, living the dream, baby. Another yeah. week. Yeah, another man. week, another commanders. <laughs> the wheels are coming off. The good news tonight is we, we have plenty to talk about. And so we don't really have to devote a whole lot of our uh, of our time here to the fucking commanders. So oh, uh, we don't have to talk about those losers. Now nah, they are losers. Uh, what's going on, Jeremy? Not much. Great to see you, boys. I'm happy to be doing a Caps preview. It's oh, that time of year. It's good stuff. Caps. God, man, that's it's. Yeah, we'll get to that in just a second. And I am Todd. And again, we are Wings, Beers, and Tears. Download our podcast. Give us a listen. On Google Play, Apple iTunes, wherever you find your favorite fucking podcast, we are there. It's the little DMV chicken, and he is crying, and that is how I felt on Saturday. I got to tell you, sports weekends are, they're so goddamn funny. You know you're a real fan when your team actually affects you, right? Oh, yeah. And there's so many times that the commanders lose, which is most of the time, and I don't really give a shit. I couldn't I can't remember the last time I took a commander's loss hard. It was probably like mid twenty teens, maybe like RG 3s first couple years. Yeah, that, that that's probably about it. The last time I caught him since I caught him a pussy, tearing his knee up. Sorry, yeah, that was that not story. <laughs> will never get old. Nope. Now nah, that wasn't your best moment, but uh, <laughs> you know what? It wasn't his either on one leg. Yeah, I don't think he really gives a shit. <laughs> he couldn't walk. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk a little commanders just because they are they are dreadful um, and. You know, they find different ways to uh, well, to lose, which things is... Things have fallen off. I mean, I don't know if you've heard today. Oh, today, the whole... Yeah. Rivera uh, said, what's the big... I think it was like a moment of clarity oh, where shit. he just forgot his, like, you know, he forgot the, to keep his poker face on. I know. What's the biggest problem? <laughs> he was like, quarterback. I mean, quarterback. Well, I yeah. I do think are we are we getting into that yet? Ah, no, fuck it. Let's now let's go, Commanders. Right, let's, let's get this shit out of the way. Yeah. All right. Well, because I mean, you know, just as typical with everything in the media and what comes up on Twitter and stuff. Basically, when he clarified his comment, I mean, either that or he was just you know punking out on his original comment. Which He's utterly argue. full of shit, Jeremy. Um, well, so are, aren't we all? Well, uh, no, no question but, uh, about it. That's uh, why us dipshits yeah. have a podcast. <laughs> we, uh, we don't I hide ass- behind the veil, Jeremy. Where I think you're going is, I assume. <clears throat> he um, was answering a question. I I find it hard to believe that he was purposely trying to single out Carson Wentz. Exactly. He I, was not, I feel he was like that's just to hard to believe. Yeah. yeah Even though no, no, a lot no. of people. Totally. He, yeah, he was talking about the other teams that were referenced in the question, the other teams in the division have had, you know, a steady court, you know, good or bad. They've had a steady quarterback situation the last couple of years. Washington did not. They only had a quarterback for five weeks. I think that's that's his point. It doesn't help anything, but that was, I think that was his point. Right. He um, wasn't saying what sucks. He was saying our quarterbacks. Should, no, if anything, if I'm like Heineke, I'm like, damn. All right. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. And I will I will say this. I just said that Ron is full of shit. I do stand by that comment. However, I don't dislike Ron, and he's doing what no. he has to do up there at the press conference, right, which a- are pointless. But he, he <laughs> couldn't w- be more pointless. Couldn't be more pointless. But but in this whole equation, uh, what we're failing to realize, well, I think a lot of us do understand is. 
he took the role as GM and head coach. So he's had a quarterback for five weeks by his own doing. Right. They have had an opportunity to cement themselves with somebody right. for a couple of years. There's a hundred different factors involved. I'm not saying it's an easy equation, but if you're constantly picking a new guy, you can't go in year three and go, yeah, hold on. He's only been here for five. Shut the fuck up. You know? Well, I think, you know, <laughs> I feel like this is a, a revolving door yeah. of, uh, you know, we just, we just go back in circles, but it's a circular argument, but we all know that the media in this town <laughs> hates Dan Snyder <laughs> for a lot of reasons, and, and well they, they will not let the commanders or the franchise succeed. Uh, they will crush them at any opportunity, and the, the good thing for them is that the commanders do it to themselves all the time. Um, but yeah, it's easy fodder for them, right? right. I mean, yeah. everybody hates Daniel Snyder. We get it, right? And, but, you know, the Nationals suck, but they don't get venom. The Wizards are historically a terrible franchise. Mm-hmm. They don't get venom. I know. It's just the way uh, the culture of, of the, the team, the Redskins, the commanders, and they've brought it on themselves. Mm-hmm. Like Dan Snyder is a terrible person. Oh, yeah. Look on and off the field, right? He's just uh, a terrible absolutely, person. Absolutely, man. Right? They, they are not likable. So, and you get a bad start. Um, I don't think Carson Wentz is the problem. He certainly is not the answer. Um, the biggest problem is Ron Rivera coaching and picking players, which he obviously cannot do. Mm-hmm. Um, he is old. His coaching staff is old, and they look old. Mm-hmm. The schemes look old. Um, the defensive schemes look old. Uh, the the player personnel doesn't seem to gel. I mean, if you think that we talked about Jamin Davis ad nauseum, and he's actually getting better, but mm-hmm. um, but he's certainly not worth the pick. Uh, but then you look at you know William Jackson just oh. got benched. He's your second highest. I know player or salary behind Carson Wentz. Yeah, that's on Ron Rivera. Isn't he making fourteen million a year? Yeah, yeah so it's a lot. That's a ton. <laughs> Wow. I mean, he doesn't, he de- you know, I'm, Andrew Norwell, terrible. Yeah. The guy's a terrible yeah. guard. Well, <laughs> and they got rid of Eric Flowers for him. That's the perfect point to why we, Ron's decisions have to be criticized. Because they decided to save $10 million, which I think they still have, or more, a little bit more than that. If you, I know you're going to love this one, Jerry. I mean, they could have had Sheriff and Flowers. They would have to pay for him. Well, their, their offensive line would certainly be better. If they had done that, I think Sheriff was getting uh, out of his fuck, fucking place. Well, no, but then he yeah. went to Jacksonville, so yeah. that doesn't really well, help. That's I mean, yeah, true. I think they offered him, you know, highest guard in the league money, and he said, "He said, nope, I'm out." Yeah, I'm out. So, so, but but, but yeah, he's another microcosm of who would want to play here. Yeah. Well, that's There's that's that. the problem, right? In the grand scheme of things, obviously, I think it's a pretty good chance that Ron Rivera, if if things go as as the way they've been going, uh, is probably going to be fired. Um, and then they will trash him, mm-hmm. which is customary with this franchise. They will trash. <laughs> they will leak out to all their media people how terrible Ron Rivera was, uh, and how dysfunctional it was. And Jack Del Rio, oh my God, he was he was divisive, right? And then the problem is, is though, who's going to fucking come here to coach? Right. Who would come here uh, <clears throat> other than like a retread, like Sean or Payton? I don't, you, I don't want you, Sean Payton. You, you know, we talked about it a little bit last time, and <clears throat> yes, it would be. A, a retread, or B, just the next 
wannabe Sean McVay that goes, fuck it, I want to make a name for myself, and I'm going to take the worst franchise in the league, and I'm going to make him exciting. That's who I want. I I want somebody under 35. Yeah. I'd rather have some fresh fucking concepts. Correct. And I'd rather him come in here and suck and go four and 13 and have us put up 30 points a game than the shit we're seeing now. And we beg AJ Smith's boy to come back and be our general manager. Well, that's just it. You need the head coach general manager combo. I I think the real question is not when, not, you know, if Ron gets fired is, does he make it to the end of the year before he gets fired? I don't see why he would care, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, you're not getting. You're not going to promote with from within, right? Well, so basically, if they if they lose Thursday, you're they're done anyway. Well, yeah, they're I mean, totally they're done. done. They're but done. If the wheels completely come off and they lose Thursday at Chicago. I mean, the wheels have come off, and I expect them to lose Thursday at Chicago. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I'm you know the eternal optimist. I don't know why <laughs> when it comes to the Commanders, but. Yeah, they actually they look like a real football team as opposed to the previous two. The weeks. defense gave them chances to win. I mean, Except it was they can't turn over. What they have one turnover, five games. I get it, I but mean, it, you know. they just don't magically appear, right? No, but I mean, I mean, I, I don't know, man. You hold, you hold that. You know, you're in the twenties. You have a chance to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Carson Wentz is just it. We it's like. It's like you get a girlfriend and you know she's going to cheat on you, and then she cheats on you. You're like, I can't believe she cheated on me. <laughs> like, like, what did you expect? Everybody says the same things, right? He, you get him, he's inaccurate, mm-hmm. right? And there will be wide receivers who are six foot five, and he throws them, throws the ball eight feet over their head. It's like, Jesus Christ, man, what are you even looking at? Like, I mean, I see pro quarterbacks, mm-hmm. you know, and it's the the decision making. Sure, it, you know, he, his line is bad, but. He also doesn't make quick decisions and doesn't no, help it's, them. No, it, it's a brutal combo. Their, right. their offensive line is is not good. It's at not all, good, and but you have his a, pocket presence right. is equally as piss poor. So you put the two of them together, and that's why it looks like a disaster. Like if Tom you know? Brady or Aaron Rodgers, which is a terrible fuck. I mean, you're the some of the best of all time, right? But if if they're your quarterback, they don't look as bad mm-hmm. because they get the ball out, sure, right? Um, and the ball is is going to be fairly accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's, it's just stuff like that, but I don't know, man. I mean, here we are back in the same argument we made. I've probably made five times in the past 20 years. Keep losing strong quarterback class Mm -hmm. coming out. Yep. You can find the guy. The only blessing is they didn't take Russell fucking Wilson. Dude, no kidding. Jesus wept. They are going to have (laughs) a hundred million dollar dead cap number. That's hysterical. I mean, seriously. Watching Wilson versus Ryan was just funny. Or uh, sad. Actually, it was sad. It was bad. There, there is some bad football going on in the league. Uh, so, there's no question about it. But, all right, so let's, let's wrap up on the Commanders. They stink, um, even though they were a play away from winning the game yesterday. Good on them. Like Jeremy said, they, they were certainly more competitive. Um, they're they, not embarrassing themselves. It's just frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, just a fan base who was already frustrated and media who just wants to jump on them. Yep. It, it is a perfect storm. It is. It is. Um, I will say, before we get off of the NFL and down to the college level, um, the Ravens game last night wasn't anything to write home about either, man. Uh, I'm look, watching that game going, are they? Are the Ravens going to find a way to lose again? That was a, my thought. Here's the problem that I see with the Ravens is that Lamar can light it up, um, but then when it comes to crunch time, he either he falls short. And John Harbaugh will fucking be – he will lose 
two games for them this year with his stupid ass going for twos and going on fourth down. Jerry, I like hate that. all of this. You got to look at the chart. You got to look at the chart. Shut up. I know. You're the head coach. Throw some balls out there. Make the fucking call. Well, Tell your assistant. I see that's what the chart says. I'm we're not take, doing that. <laughs> right. We're taking the three or we're doing whatever else. You well, know? as I think it was Dungey or Cower said, the, the analytics have a purpose, but you got to know the feel of the game because your defense is different. Correct. You know, the worst, I, I'm talking not talking about this one, I'm talking about last week. The worst thing you can do is let Lamar throw a pick because, it was, it was, again, the combination of that play was Yeah, like because now they get the ball on the 20, <clears throat> right? Now yep. they get the ball on the 20. And, and you're tied, and the game's tied. And the, yeah, I know. So now you're gonna lose, dude. Totally. So no, anyway. that, that that was that was head scratching. Glad they got the win last night. Yeah, I mean um, it's it was ugly, and I think Cincinnati may just be one of those teams that give them problems. Well, I think Cincinnati's gonna get better and better as the year goes on. But that's your Super Bowl hangover, dude. You see this in so many sports. Yeah, they're two when you make the championship game and you don't get the dub, dude, it sucks. Your offseason is just as short as the champion. You've got all these expectations. Well, it's, and it's hard. It's brutal, it's, man. It's hard to be the team that you're gunning for. Yeah. And now you have Joe Burrow, who had a great year, going to mm-hmm. be probably be a good quarterback, right? But, but everybody's now gunning for his ass, and they have tape on him. And talk about an offensive line that's like yeah. a sieve. I yeah. mean, they, their they offensive yeah. line's just as bad. They really couldn't improve it, unfortunately. No. So, you know, so I'm glad to see the Ravens win. Um, Commanders are, they're just not really watchable for yeah. me. They're, they're, they they don't intrigue me in no, any way, I mean, shape, they, or form. I, um, I had a bad taste in my mouth for the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. And when things start to go bad, I just tune them out. Yeah, I just I, expect that they're going to lose every fucking game. Yep. It, but again, it doesn't affect my mood nah, at all. Nah, if he you threw that pick yesterday, and I kind of like chuckled. <laughs> you know? I was like, well, I saw that coming. I was <laughs> watching on my phone because I wasn't. <laughs> and I said, all right. They have it. I was with with my buddy. We were walking, and I said, "All right, they got it first and goal on the two with like forty seconds left." It was nineteen, nineteen seconds. Was it? Was it nineteen? Because mm-hmm. yeah. on my phone, it's hard to see. Gotcha. I was like, "You can actually run the ball. You could run the ball, and if you get stuck, just get back up, call two plays at once, right? Call two plays, and um, which is every other team does. But sure. we do it at high school. Yeah." If you're in that situation, we're going to run this ball, and we're going to get up on the line if we don't get in, and we're going to play call this play. Or you know what else you do is you do like a double back set, or you bring like a tight end in, and you run a little sweep, like a little jet sweep, and then if there's nothing there, guy just throws it out of bounds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're behind the line of scrimmage. Yep. You pitch the ball back, you just throw it out of bounds. Like, there's a bunch of different things they could do. They like, did, what, did, what did they run on first down? I, I didn't see straight it. Straight drop back. Threw four guys out in coverage. Everybody was covered. He tried to throw it yeah. away and almost threw a pick. Okay. Well, that's not good. I guess it was second down then that they, they actually dropped nine because they knew they weren't going to yep. run at that point. See, I actually had the same thought because now, of course, leading up to that, there was the challenge that was probably unnecessary mm-hmm. um, and the cost of timeouts. They didn't have any timeouts left. But I still, thought, that, I still thought they could run the ball at 19, like, exactly like you Why said. Why can't you run the ball? Oh, I you mean, can. You, you, and, a competent you, team, yeah. team can. You probably would have had one less play, but, well, if you're going to throw the pick with nine seconds left, you don't need the extra well, play anyway. You, so. Yeah, you run the ball. You get right back up to the line. You probably lose six seconds. Then you throw yeah. the ball quick, quick out, yeah. out of bounds. And you know now, it was the most, third down. Well, the most pathetic part of the pick for me? Is the ball wasn't even in the end zone? Yeah, I, I don't think he would have scored. I don't. Think, <laughs> he I mean, caught it at the yeah. one, and if he had, yeah. and he had two guys on his back, one guy yeah. jumped the route, the other was on his back. So even if that makes it to to McKissick, he's at the half yard line. Best yeah. case scenario. Yeah, his back <laughs> may have been uh, breaking the plane. Yeah, the but ball no, wouldn't. Why, have been. why couldn't? I, I, like I said, <laughs> I didn't see that? it. But on first down, 
you know, run that fucking fake quarterback draw. That seems to work for everybody else. You, no you shit. take a step back down, everybody comes upfield, everybody goes back, and then you just fucking find a whole yeah. crease and he's six. Or if somebody's there, you know what you do is you have the guy coming across. Mahomes does it all the time, and you either pitch we'll it shovel. to them or you just pitch yeah. it at his feet so it's incomplete. Well, they, and they've done that shovel a couple times yeah. this year. But also at that point, if you don't like what you see, that's when you just throw it out of the end yeah. zone. But I said, also, anything, all of this anything. is way too innovative, gentlemen. I, I, sw- <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God on this. When I said, they have the ball on the two-yard line and first down. How are they going to fuck this up? Oh. And they did. Next I, thing I see, phone final. I was watching with the boys, and uh, Frankie's like, Dad, they're going to win. And I was like, no. I said, they're going to go four straight incompletions. I was like, oh, I was wrong. Yeah, you were wrong. <laughs> he, <laughs> he completed right. the third one. Let's talk about Merlin. <laughs> All right. So our Terps come in uh, four and two right now, which at the beginning of the season I would have taken at this point, four and two, with some winnable games still on the, on the, uh, the docket. It's okay to be disappointed, Todd. Uh, I like this team. I like the way they play. I was really fucking frustrated on Saturday. And um, everybody, it's going all around the offsides on the extra point. I get it. It was. It's not even debatable. Bad. Yeah. Maryland had three turnovers, one late in the third quarter, two in the fourth, with an opportunity to completely put that game away at home and failed to do it. That's what I'm most frustrated about. And you know how much I hate referees, and I but I agree. I was you know the calls were bad, but they had the chances, and that's not why they lost. Correct. So. God, the referees. I'm so, I'm so disappointed. I was thought we could have a sparring match. Now the referees affected the game for sure, but by definition, they affect every game with every shitty right. call. Were they critical mistakes? Yes, they were. That, inexcusable, as far as I'm concerned. You can you know if you're the AD and you want to dispute it and you know file a grievance or whatever, go for it. You still had the opportunity at home to completely not only win the game, but take a stranglehold on that game. Yep. They should have been two scores up with, with six minutes left. Yep. Game's exactly. over. And we're walking away happy. And they didn't do it. And if that you, pisses me off. If you would have told me before the game that um, Maryland defense would have uh, stopped that white receiver like they did, which that guy's – I don't know I don't know why I like white receivers, but they make me laugh. He's a legend, I, though. I enjoy, the guy's yeah. great. And they like Charlie Jones. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, he's awesome. I'm sure he was, like, not recruit. Watch him be, like, his five-star. But I, I just envisioned him <laughs> I envisioned him being, like, I'm either going to walk on at Purdue or play at Hampton City. Right? <laughs> um, but <laughs> but, uh, but they, they, they held him in check. Yep. Um, they turned the ball over three times. Yep. Um, and they were not – like deep turnovers, they were like in the middle of the field. Yeah, type no, no, a hundred percent. If you would have told me that the Maryland offense would have had those many chances to score, I would have said they're going to roll. They're going to they're going to put up fifty. It was it was a weird. I I try and when I'm at the game, yes, I'm a fan. Uh, you've seen me. I'm not up there rah rah. You know, like every call. Oh, we're, oh I'm like, oh, all right. Well, we fucked up. You know, the guy <laughs> ran the wrong route. He threw it out of bounds. Whatever. I was trying to watch it. I, I had no rhyme or reason for the play calling. It was the, really odd to me. The biggest disappointment for me uh, watching it was Rakeem Jarrett had two catches yeah. and Demas had four. And for both of their totals were less than 100 yards. Those dudes are supposed to be special. So I'm, I'm with I don't you 100%, know. Jerry. I don't know if, and they were running a lot of man because Purdue, what I saw, I saw some blitzes. So, you know, obviously there were some chances, but. If you have those weapons and they're only having six catches, there's something either wrong with the game plan or they're just not that good. And I know they're good. They, they are good. Um, 
correct. So I, I was there. You watch it on TV. You watch it on TV. What did you think, Jeremy? I didn't think Jarrett ran a route past the 10 yard mark after the first quarter. He probably did because Copeland was the one getting more correct. of those looks downfield. I, 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 it was so weird to me. It was almost like they overloaded Jarrett's side because they did that for a little while. And I get that. Well, okay. So you take away their nickel corner. And now you're mismatched on the other side. And like you said, you got Demas, Copeland, Deitches, all these other guys. I don't understand why. I, I, I don't understand why the routes were run the way they were. And it was the timing of everything. They just weird fucking play calls again well, with like, I mean, you're, you're right. Um, when the game is like what I call in between the 20s, like it's, it's, it's not an end of game situation. Like, you know, that just gets that touchdown and it's mm-hmm. all cool and shit, but that's sort of like a fluke. It was. It was, right? that, it was probably Purdue, shittier defense than yeah, it was a Purdue's good play. Purdue's like you know? calling something wrong and yeah. it's just, you know, he gets the ball and he just manhandles people and everybody's like getting all fired up. Those are sort of fluke. You know, Maryland scored on that play and then they scored like on the first drive and it looked amazing, yeah. right? But in between, it was like blah. Yeah, and, I agree. And I don't... I. I was questioning why they weren't throwing the ball deeper. Because so, so that was my question. Looked okay. I mean, he he that, was frustrated. By that the was way. my question. Not throwing the ball deeper. Not having anybody in a route deeper. Like sometimes Talia's at his best when the play's off script and the guy's 18, 26 yards down the field and he can find him and he zips it in there. They weren't even there to be had. Like it was it was third and six at one point. I think we had one receiver pass past the first down marker. Yeah. But they I had mean, no, they had no running game. They they rush for less than so. I have a theory yards. on this. I, I love the fact that they have so much depth there in the backfield. They need to find who's their horse. And at one point, Colby McDonald was in in the beginning of the fourth quarter, and I like him. Mm-hmm. I think he's a very good running back. But let's face it, Hemby and Littleton are far superior to McDonald in my opinion, both in terms of reps, in terms of talent, everything else. Colby McDonald didn't scare anybody, and. You're not you're not giving the ball to him, and linebackers not going. Oh shit! There he is. They're going. Oh, gap him up and let's go. Maybe, you know, maybe it was that Jeremy. Maybe it was the defensive coordinator said, "Listen, we're going to stop the run with our front four. We're going to drop dudes. Um, we're going to we're going to we're going to bracket, yeah, Jarrett and Demas. And if that's if that worked, then that's your that's your blueprint to stop Maryland's yeah. offense. Yep. And I, I feel like, I mean, I, I don't know defenses anywhere near as well as you, obviously, but that's how I kind of felt is they were committed to stopping things in the middle, both the run and the pass. And that's that's some place where, especially in that Michigan State game, there was so much open over the middle. Oh, my there God. Were, there were crossers. There were you know, deep slants. There was so much. And I don't know if, if it wasn't there at all or, they, or the, it was just a bad scheme by Enos, but it just didn't work this week. And – they, you know, Deitches and Dupree probably had 10 catches between mm-hmm. them. So that's where a lot of those balls went. And they had probably half a dozen uh, up to maybe 10 screens also, including one of the one of the touchdowns. Yep. So that's just where they were going. Yeah. And I'm not used to seeing them do that stuff. Now, it looked it looked like old school, like yeah. Sean Hill, Maryland yeah. football. Well, like your you Bruce know? Perry, Chris Downs Bingo. Kind of stuff. That's exactly who I thought and, of when uh, I saw Hemby. So, I mean, it was just a different – it was a strain. It was like I, I told Todd earlier. I was talking to him briefly. I said, "Was Enos like not there?" I mean, I know he was, but it was like it was like a different. It was a different OC. It seemed like it was right. weird. I thought. Well, it, it was disappointing because it I, was. I thought Maryland had chances to pull away. Me too. And you know, Purdue just started. I think they were happy and surprised to find themselves still in the game in the second quarter. So I gave him the analogy earlier. I said it's like one of those UFC fights. 
where the the guy who's favored is just beating the shit out of the other guy. The it's like the yeah. third round, and it's like, hey, it's three rounds to none. This thing's over. It's like, well, you didn't knock him out yet. And then next thing you know, you're getting submitted in the fifth round. Right. And you're like, oh, that's bullshit. It's like, no, no, no. You didn't finish it, and he's still good. And Purdue is still a good team. And they basically, you know, with the starting the second half with the ball and the three turnovers, which I think were the first three possessions of the second half. I'm not 100% sure about that. I might have a punt in there, too. But you basically have four, your, your tied game, you have four possessions. And it's still tied. And you got zero. Yep. Zero. I know. You know, and that's. And then again, when the extra point gets blocked and it's uh, there's the controversy, I get it. You're upset. You're pissed off. But then you let Purdue go right down the field. Yep. Then you go three and out, and then they go down the field again. So that's not good enough either. Yep. Well, um, we're back uh, to being a must-win situation. Like There's always these pivotal games. I know. And, and so everything's going smoothly. And you lose one to Purdue that you probably shouldn't, and yep. now you got to play Indiana, and it's a team that looks just like Maryland, and they can win or they can lose. Hundred percent. And you got to win, right? You got yeah. you got to you got to win because listen, the way I see it is this: um, at Indiana, winnable. Northwestern should win. At Wisconsin, I don't think you're going to win. They got some new mojo there. Jim Lin- Jim Leonard is mm-hmm. uh, he's we're, yep. we're best friends, right? Me and Jim Leonard because we had beers uh, twelve years ago with with Hooven. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> remember, that? remember that? Oh, that's great. Um, uh, by the way, the guy he, guy he looks like he still looks like he's twelve years old, yes. and he coaches in like a wind like this old school eighties like windbreaker type. Sweet, yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Anyway, but at Wisconsin, tough place to win, and they sure. have a little mojo. At Penn State. Versus Ohio State. So, if they lose and they go four and three to uh, Indiana, five and three to Northwestern, then you're looking at, if I'm right, five and six going into Rutgers. Yep, and we're yeah. back right where we were we're last back year. Back right where we were last year. I know, and it, it, that would feel like a real kick in the balls. It would because this team, this team I, is good. This team is. Thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. They are they are better than they have been. Yeah, they are more sound defensively and than I thought they were going to be as good be. next year. Because Bingo. Leo's going to be gone. Bingo. Well, he might. He might not be. And he's, how old is that guy? Like fifty five years he's old. A, he's a junior. Is yeah, he but really? I mean, he basically got two free years of COVID or whatever. Yeah. So, um, well, he's not he good will. enough to go to the pros yet. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Maybe we'll be back. But if they beat Indiana, then you got five and two, six and two. Even if you don't win any of those three, you're six and five to go seven to five. See, here's the deal. If they can get the Indiana game is so big because I'm with you on Northwestern homecoming, Northwestern. If that game, I mean, if they lose that game, what's the point of that? But I'm saying if that game gets you to be bowl eligible, and you get that six win at home, oh my god, dude, the pressure's off. The pressure's fucking because now you're like, hey, let's go into Wisconsin and let's just fucking try and score fifty points and see what we can do. Or Penn State. Or Penn State. You know, you're and not going to beat Ohio State. No, maybe the you know has the, the there's a flat tire on the bus getting there on that one. You call it a day. You lose two nothing, right? <laughs> Stroud loses his helmet. Yeah, take his helmet and throw it away. Right? <laughs> Stroud, the next quarterback for the Commanders. Shit. No He's thanks. probably like, fuck that. Yeah, I, I would be. <laughs> He'd be pulling it Elway. Nah, so I ain't playing there. <laughs> nah, so I, I, I am glad that this Maryland team is significantly improved because I feel like they can compete even when they're not playing their best. That Michigan game, I was hoping that wasn't just one of those, hey, they're better, but they're just going to get blown out or whatever. Yeah. Dude, they dominated Michigan State and it wasn't close. I just, and, I think that Loxley probably made a mistake by 
getting a little cocky with the fans. And I, that sort of rubbed me the wrong way. I don't know about you guys, but, you know, saying like we got we don't if you weren't here with us last year or whatever, we don't want you this year. Like, dude, you need all you've the shit sucked you can- every year you've been there. You need all the fans you need. Yeah. You had you 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 can't be that cocky. And yeah, no, that, that that was a little. Uh, it, it just rubbed me the wrong way. I thought that was kind. of I sick. saw it on both sides. I don't really care. Um, I mean, yeah, they I mean, need I, to do losing sleepover. Yeah, but they it, need to do a better job of getting people in there. And the, the way to do that is to get a product that's exciting. And exciting is more than just being able to score thirty-five points a game. It's yep. winning the games and scoring thirty-five points a game. You know, your average fan in the D.C. area that has very little allegiance to Maryland isn't going to give a shit about going to College Park unless it's the Big Ten game of the week, unless there's national pub, unless you have a bunch of pros that they can say, hey, these guys are playing on Sundays next year. Come watch them this year at Maryland. So, I'm going to keep it this simple. Um, Purdue's pretty good. Indiana's pretty bad. So I think they're just going to win because of that. It's that simple. So, I mean, they should, I think Purdue's solid. Yeah, they should have beaten Purdue. But that's that's what I mean. And it's Purdue a, should have beaten Penn State, and Purdue should have beaten Syracuse, and you know, so yeah, yeah so I'll, yeah, I'll, so I'll it happens. You. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, you're you know, you're not going to win every game you're supposed to win. Bingo. I mean, you're not because they're not that good yet. I mean, they're a good team this year. They're not that good yet. You know, they they hung with Michigan. Indiana really didn't. Uh, right. You know, I think Indiana was might have even been at home for that game too. But anyway, I. This is probably I'm probably gonna I'm probably jinxing them right now, but I'm not even close to worried about Indiana. It's not. All right, so let's move on. The Capitals, and let's go. C A P S, caps, 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 and the dawn of a new season is always reason for optimism because you haven't played yet, <laughs> so yeah. the only place you can go is up. Um, but man, I I am excited that that hockey in general is starting this week. Um, I know Jay and I, we, we both watch hockey regardless of whether the Caps are playing or not. Right. You know, I throw on the TNT, the ESPN right. games constantly. Every um, every night, pretty much. You know, and that's my that's that's why I love this time of the year so fucking much when it goes into November and December because it can be just a random Tuesday and I'm like, sweet. I want to watch <laughs> the Islanders beat the shit out of the Devils, you know, or vice versa. Let's go. Yeah, um, two, are, you two, still th- are you still on the Devils bandwagon? Will this be the fourth consecutive year? The, it will be. Uh, I, I'm going to keep picking them. Lo- until you the- love <laughs> that team, dude. The Islanders will beat the shit out of the Devils one to nothing, yes. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Some right. of the worst hockey ever played. <laughs> no shit. But, uh, hey, you know, I'm excited. excited to see our caps. So, look, we talked about it. The roster's now set. It's done. Um, they lost a couple uh, fringe guys through waivers, but yeah, that happens like to everybody. The, even like the uh, the the male model, right? What's his name? The guy from Sweden who's Johnson like Foliabi or yeah, yeah, EJF. Yeah. Um, so here's the deal: it, the roster is pretty much what we thought. Uh, Long term IR is Nick Backstrom. Wilson's going to be out the first few months, and Haglin will be out until further notice. Yeah. So um, all three are on. So they they call it. One's LTIR, the other one's like, I don't know, non-rostered, injured reserve, whatever the hell right. that means. So but those three uh, are shown on the roster with an asterisk because, yeah. you know, they are they are being stashed. Yes. Um, with that being said, they got 14 forwards and 70 on the roster. Um, so your D pairs, I'm going to do this by memory. You got Carlson and Farivari. You got Orloff and Jensen. And then you've got TVR. Trevor Van and yep. Reemsdyke and um, Gustafson. Yep, that's it. That's um, and then six. Irwin is going to be your seventh guy, and he's probably not going to play more than five to six games throughout the year. Yeah, um, maybe a few more than that, depending on how many back-to-backs and people right. getting dinged up, you know, missing um, a game or two here and there. Yeah. So as we start with the D, 
I know I'm optimistic, but I, I do think that that's a decent top four. Um, I don't know how many minutes Gustafson TVR get. TVR is not bad, though. He's well, one of those guys where he doesn't care if he plays six minutes or 16 minutes. Yeah, either and, either is Gustafson. That's the thing. I mean, I think people forget that he. I think he put up sixty points one year. He did, and he can he skate did. a little bit. Yep. Um, he's to me. He you know I I think Schultz in his prime was a better player, obviously. But Schultz is getting old. He's making a decent amount of money. Mm-hmm. We got his replacement, who I don't think is gonna. We're not gonna see too much of a drop, and he's making a million bucks. I like that point. I so, I, I think that the drop between him and Schultz is very very minor, if there is one. Yeah. And that's just because Schultz. I mean, Schultz is a, is a hell of a player, but he's getting old. Yep. So. Uh, no, I, I like that, um, that 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 group because Gustafson also just like Schultz can play you know have some uh, you know unit two power play time if need yep, be. Absolutely, um, and that's just a nice versatility there. And uh, you know I think that they're certainly no worse than last year. No, 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 no. So that, I, I would agree with that. They're either on par or I think they're going to be a bit better than they were last year. Well, I, I just think, think it's more stable. I think the depth too. I mean, I I think they really do like. Uh, Johansson, I think this. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's had some injuries and things like that. Uh-huh. You know, this is what his sixth year in the organization. Yep. I think. I remember actually, we were we were playing tennis at Bryce when he got drafted. Because huh. G's like, hey, we got this guy. It's you know Ryan Johansson's brother. I'm like, all right, that's cool. So, but it's it's been six years, but I think he's almost ready. Uh-huh. But he needs to play twenty five minutes a night for eighty games. And that's why he's in Hershey. He wouldn't he wouldn't be doing that here. Gotcha. So, you know, I think also if somebody And then how from, far off is Alexiev with the... I have no idea. I mean, okay. it's, I'm guessing it's got to be a month or two, but I'm okay. really not sure. So, come holidays, come, you know, the new year, he should be in the mix for the rotation if need be. Yeah. I would think so. My guess is they'll, they'll just, again, they'll let him um, heal up in Hershey. I, again, I'm not sure, sure if he's... Because they'll, they'll at least send him down for the, uh, you know, what do you call it, the rehab stint. But, I again, there's, that's not a guy you want sitting either. No, you want him no, playing. No, you I'm want pretty him sure he's sure. waiver exempt, so he should be able to stay down there. Um, but we, but th- that's that's a pair that could play, mm-hmm. and you'd be okay with it. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I, I agree. I agree. What do you think of the D uh, the D core, Jerry? Jerry, I know I you no love fucking Jensen. idea, dude. No. I know that uh, Carlson's old. I'd already ready to trade him. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is the, or, or, or this is a replay from two three years ago. Is, or is this the, is this Jerry live and in it color? It seems like. I mean, I know least of the amount of what you're talking about, <laughs> but uh, it seems who, okay, like... Okay, who, as you look at the D, the, the, the D pairs, what is the one player that you go, huh, I like his upside, could have a big year, could be exciting? I always thought TVR was better than the minutes that he was getting. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Uh, I, maybe it's because he's scrappy, and I don't, you know... I mean, he's I got like, some defense. He's got some nice offensive upside, too. Uh, the sixth guy you mentioned, no idea who he is. Never Gustafson, heard of him. Yeah. yeah, never heard of him. So I don't know. Well, tell me where he's from. I mean, yeah. everybody else is the guys from last year. So mm-hmm. he's a vet. He was in Chicago. That was just a whole a black hole. And um, so I think that basically him and, he and Strom both came from Chicago. This Borgstrom too, who uh, who cleared waivers. Uh, but they just he's they're these guys, these are guys who are mired on a horrendous team, mm-hmm. and that now they'll get they're playing with good players. You know, well you on said a good it. Team. Gustafson had sixty points in what twenty nineteen, something like that, twenty eighteen. Yeah, I mean, sure it wasn't that long ago, yeah. and he, you know, he was he was a big minutes eater back there, and, and and he got a bunch of points. I think this is the year we see Faravari break out. I think so too. Um, Hope so. He's just the way he skates, his demeanor when he was struggling two years ago, and we ragged on him. I fucking ragged on him right here on this pod. I 
forgot, man. He's so young. Mm-hmm. And it was in the middle of all the COVID shit. And it was just so weird. We're like, God, why is he struggling? And I'm like, he's getting top four minutes I mean, in, in this biz- bizarre world. Like, he's basically a deer in headlights. A 20 years old playing 20 plus a night. Yeah, that's, that's exactly. Rare. I just, I get the vibe that he he starts to look like a vet. And, you know, he's got the skating ability. He can move the puck. He's big enough. He's strong enough. He doesn't get, he doesn't get pushed around, you know. He's he, it's funny you watch him skate. He looks a little slight, like a little slender, mm-hmm. and then you watch him go to the corner, and you're like, "What the hell was that?" I mean, he's he's a big boy. Well, he's, you know, those guys that age are still putting on weight, obviously. Yeah. Oh you yeah. Know, Protus, same thing. We'll get to him in a minute. Uh, but no, I just think what what you know to Jerry's point, I completely agree about TVR, and that's the thing is though to me, if you want to be a good team that has a chance to make a playoff run, the third pair is key. Yep. Just to 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 keep the ice time down from the top four. And when you're playing, you know, 82 games plus you're, you know, hopefully 20-ish in the playoffs, you need that depth. Oh, yeah. So. Absolutely. Um, all right. So any more on the decor, Jerry? Nope. Let's talk. Uh, <laughs> you're laughing at me, is you? Let's talk. I, w- I want to know what you guys think about the goalies. All right. So goalie tandem. We go in with brand new tandem. Um, last year, I think I think the consensus that this t- consensus at this table was – we needed one of those two to emerge, mm-hmm. and we went through eighty-two games, and neither of them really emerged. We ain't got that problem this year, right? Speaking of broken records, I was you know giving Jerry shit a few minutes ago for his take on Carlson, but that's literally what it was the last couple years with Samsonov and and Vitek. Mm-hmm. We said the same thing every week for two years. Laviolette said the same thing in all yep. of his interviews. Well, we're waiting for one of them to step up. No, this is not a recording, and it's just now they uh, you could tell. They didn't. Well, they didn't tender what either one of them, right? Or or no, when they traded so, one. Samsonov starting yeah. against yeah. us, and that's neat. Kuzi basically called that a week or so. He's like, ah, we'll see. We'll see him in Toronto. He'll be playing." <laughs> so, well, look, um, Samsonov showed us in the playoffs. He was good enough yeah. to get through a round. I thought right. we should have won that yeah. first round. Right. He was. Yeah, he was perfectly fine. Yeah. But um, we've also seen now, and not just a couple years, but multiple years of eighty-two game seasons. He just can't be relied upon. So not reliable. I'm <clears throat> I'm optimistic that I mean they have a legit number one. I mean the guy just won a fucking Stanley Cup. Give me his strengths and weaknesses, and don't say because the Stanley Cup because he uh-huh. played with Colorado, which was the best team by far. So this is why I love it because be, prior to that he was with Arizona, who was one of the worst teams in the league, and the guy still had a low two goals against average, right. very high save percentage, and then did it with Colorado. So two completely different teams, yeah. and his numbers are almost identical. That's I mean, pretty I, impressive. I only paid attention to one, the, I think the last game of the preseason, um, and he had a, you know, well, he only, he allowed three goals, but they should, fuck, he had like thirty-seven saves or whatever, yeah. so it was a good good outing. One of the things you, I think you'll see watching Kemper play, is we always talked about Samsonov, like, well, he's moving around a lot. Not really sure exactly what he's doing, <laughs> but he's he's very athletic, you know. And it's like, well, Kemper is almost the opposite in terms of how he looks out there. He's very quiet. He's the not puck as quiet. Finds him. Yeah, yeah like, he's one of those goalies. He's very old cerebral. school name. Yeah, Jim Carrey looked like he was practically comatose. Mm-hmm. He never moved anywhere because he was in such good position. Yep. And Kemper, not quite the same. He's a bigger guy, a little bit different goalie, but it's. I think I think it's we're going to see a lot more of that. Wow, we barely even really noticed mm-hmm. Kemper in this game. Yeah, you know what? We might win a game three two, and we'll talk about hey, who who got the game winning goal and whatever else. And then no one's going to talk about Kemper's twenty four saves because they're completely nondescript. 
Like, how, many, how many games into the season before he wants to stab Carlson with a skate blade for not <laughs> playing any defense? How many games? What's your prediction? What's the over-under? It probably already happened in preseason. I guess. <laughs> like, look, dude, you look weird in your toboggan and play some fucking defense. Uh, so it's nice having <clears throat> nice having a legit number one. Who's the backup, and uh, what, what are his strengths and weaknesses? He's... He's 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 a young vet, if that makes any sense. Yeah, uh, Charlie Lindgren, mm-hmm. Minnesota kid, I believe is where he's yep, from. Correct, and uh, got a killer stash and a pretty cool dog, apparently. Uh, but now he's Todd said it pretty well just there because he's only he's basically been limited just by opportunities. Mm-hmm. You know, when he gets him, he does great. But you know, he's behind, he's third behind, uh, you know, Carey Price in Montreal. Here's you know? here's a good analogy for him, Jerry. He's like a Michael Neuvert but never really got the starting role because the guy he was behind was always this legit number one and always stayed healthy. And, exactly. So Neuvert only became a number one, and I put that in quotes, because every guy he always played behind got hurt. So <laughs> Why he was does like he the, only go places where he can't play? Is he a pussy? Well, well no, he's young. So it, until you emerge, you, you, you get kind of pigeonholed. Can we just call him a pussy? <laughs> I mean, you certainly can. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, you know, and in the minors, he's been, I mean, you know, he's one of those guys where every year you're like, this guy should have an NHL job. Uh, but he's been, you know, a lot of times, again, he's just been third. I mean, you know, because he was in St. Louis, right? You know, behind yes. Bennington and, and Husso. Yep. And obviously, Bennington's still a starter in, in St. Louis, and Husso's a starter now in Detroit. That's so correct. So those are talented goalies. Yep. Uh, and so he's just, he's been kind of chilling. I just think he's more laid back than he is a pussy, but that's just, that's my, that's my impression. Well, let's talk about the offense and tell me what, what's Oshie's status. He seems injured again. He was banged up. I, I, I think he's getting he, old, fellas. He is getting old. And in that game, it was fucking second to last preseason game, and he just laid a monster hit in the first period for no reason. And I love him, and I love being physical. But, like, I was watching, I was like, what are you doing? He, he doesn't care. He doesn't. He just doesn't care at all. So, with that being <laughs> said, we need, to, we need to chalk it up to older Oshie is going to miss some games. That's yeah. just the nature of it. Um, I think he starts the season. I think he plays opening night. I, I'd be, I mean, I won't be shocked if he doesn't. Obviously, he got dinged up, and if they're like, you know what, let's give him a week. We've got 14 forwards that we can rely on. Let him sit. I won't surprise me, but I, if I'm putting five bucks in it, I'm saying he's playing. So, yeah, let's start more from the bottom up. Let's assume Oshie's healthy or whatever. Basically, what you got are 14 forwards. You're only going to dress 12. Yeah, 14 so forwards. Have... That doesn't count the three we mentioned earlier. That's so there's correct. they got some... They got some depth up 100%. here. 100%. So you got 14 that are going to be healthy on night one if Oshie, Oshie's healthy. For right, the sake right. of argument, let's just say Oshie's playing, right? Right. So you're going to have two guys sit. So it's going to be the th- following three guys. Two out of these three guys are going to rotate sitting for a while. It's going to be McMichael. Fuck. It's going to be Protus. Fuck. And it's going to be... Fuck, I'm blanking out. <laughs> Snively? Snively. Snively. That's a great name, by the way. So all three guys give you something completely different which is great for matchups and stuff. What it's going to mean is, you know, Ian from RMNB is going to lose his fucking mind the first time McMichael's a healthy scratch, and heaven forbid we lose, he's going to be like, that's the reason why. If Ian does it, that means I'm doing it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you guys have fun with that. Yeah, but the bottom line is this. They have a ton of movable parts in their forward lineup. I mean, All Ovi right. doesn't give a shit who he plays with. So, um, yeah. first line... Opening opening night, Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, Connor Brown. Yep. Yeah, that's what I would. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Who's your second line? Strom is center. 
Yeah, I think Strom starts at two C. Strom's two C. Mantha. Yeah, Mantha. Strom. Oshi. 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 Okay. Third line. Eller. Um, Shiri. Yep. And Mojo. Probably. Maybe. That's what I think so. I would go like Eller, Shiri, like Protus, and get some size on that line. That'd be fine with me too. I and just then, think opening night's going to be. It, it might be. You know, you might be right. And then your la- your third, fourth line is Dowd, Hathaway. Those are your staples. Yep. And then who do you rotate in there? I mean, I'm thinking I like Snively. Mo- I like but, Mojo there. Yeah. I have no problem with Mojo there either. But I, I think that I think night one Snively is my opinion. Dude, and Hathaway Wilson- will will cut the neck. The, he would just he'll just <laughs> slice open fucking Mojo's little pussy ass for being on that line. It Are is, you kidding me? It is almost Halloween. I didn't know this yeah. was gonna be a could fucking you, horror uh, episode. Could you imagine? He said he's gonna slice his little neck. Could you imagine? <laughs> you got Hathaway out there. He's a he's just a bruiser, and he's looking. At, he's got fucking Mojo on his line with him. He's gonna be pissed. Mojo will hook him up with so many passes, he'll score twenty. <laughs> That'd be so great. And we don't want him to score. We want him to fight. Oh, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. All oh, right. Lord. No, but, uh, you know, so, again, it's it's a t- it's a good problem to have because, you know, I, I basically see Protoss McMichael being the extras, essentially. Yeah. But I think they're going to play a lot. I really do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the thing is, you know, you already talked about but the versatility, the way, you know, I think Brown can play one, two, or three. Yeah. No problem. And I think he probably bumps down to three when uh, Wilson's back. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, you know, and also the thing is, that's what makes the great thing about this is I don't. Yeah, honestly, that's that, good. Sorry, here. that was like an epiphany. Yeah, I forgot. When yeah. you get Wilson back, then you got to yeah. I, that that's yeah. why Man, I think you got, I mean then you got a depth. pretty good fucking squad. Yeah. I, that's what I mean. They, they are they are deeper than they've been certainly under Laviolette. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and I would say going back to the the Stanley Cup year. I mean Stanley Cup year they were crazy deep. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the year after that a little bit thinner and it showed. And then you know we had. We had Jerry's favorite coach come in, you know, post Stanley Cup, and uh, you know, old Todd Reardon. Oh yeah. my God! <laughs> what I mean, but I mean, maybe you start Mojo on the fourth if you if you know he's going to be playing there when if Brown's going to be. That's what I third. mean. I think that that revolving spot might be the third line winger on the opposite side of Sherry because she, see, Sherry's another one of these guys, man. He could play up and down the lineup, and it doesn't matter. He's oh, one absolutely. snipe away from yeah. scoring. He's a good skater, well, and he doesn't care. And I, I feel the same way about Johansson. Is yeah. also he's old enough now, and he, hell, he's cheap enough. You sit him. I mean, he, yeah, he's, yeah. he's one That's of the stretches yeah. too. Johansson, I'm, I'm all for that. I mean, just say, I make Jerry very happy. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, you know, you, sit you, that motherfucker. You, you hear the players talking. You hear us talking about depth. But we look at all we're talking about, and you just you know we just talked about Wilson. They have five lines. Yeah, and they have five NHL lines. Yep, that's pretty. That's nice. <laughs> it is nice. It is right, nice. So I had I had the ESPN power rankings. Um, so would you like me to go through them? Tell me if you agree or disagree. Yeah, yeah go for yeah, it. Go I'll for just it. tell you the ca- the caps. Are, I'll, we'll just go to the caps. The caps are thirteenth, uh, which I thought was a little low. Yeah. All right. First, Colorado. No problem with that. Uh, second, Carolina makes me want to vomit. <laughs> And I think that's complete horse shit, but carry on. They're not bad. But they're, they're not bad, but they're not fucking two. No way. Third, Edmonton. Yeah, it's fine. Fourth, Florida. Mm. Yeah, did them well last year. Fifth, Rangers. <laughs> that's a, that's ESPN New York. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're real good. Uh, six, Toronto. Is there a caveat there for when they lose in the first round, or is that just for... <laughs> 
is the bold prediction is they will win a playoff round. Uh, seven Tampa Bay. I mean, they're old as fuck, but yeah, but they're yeah. still they're, they're still, still good. good, man. Eight Calgary. See, I, I, like, I I bump Calgary way up personally. I like but, Calgary. Yeah, so. me too. Um, it's it's one of these things where Edmonton is what is was Edmonton two three, two no we're, three three. three. Uh, they should be two. Uh, and but uh, but Calgary probably beats them in a playoff series, so it's like yeah. well, <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. Number nine Minnesota. I think it's bullshit. Fine. I mean, they're whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Number ten St. Louis. Again, old AF. Number eleven. Pittsburgh. <laughs> also old AF. Yeah. Who the fuck's playing goalie there? Number 12, it's the Dallas jury. Stars. And number 13, Washington. See, and the bold prediction is the playoff streak will end. <laughs> That's the bold prediction. Yeah, bold prediction. That's fine. Yeah. So this is this is what they say <clears throat> about the, you know, they say the most fascinating player for each team is Dylan Strome because they talk about how mm-hmm. he's taken over for Backstrom. Um, best case scenario. Washington is in win now mode, and it's clear why when it bursts into an early season point streak, which I do expect. Uh, Kemper displays championship form that breeds confidence throughout the lineup, and the Caps barely miss a beat without Backstrom, Wilson, and, o- and Ovechkin stays on pace for another record-breaking scoring season. And Washington's defensive depth stands tall as the club is once again playoff bound. Worst-case scenario. Caps' core shows its age with a slow start. Washington is too reliant on its top six to produce and doesn't get contributions from lower down, making the team one-dimensional. I don't see that happening with the depth they got. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> that that is a fear, though. I mean, if you get if you get some injuries and you know, well, that's your look at your t- that that's just the the five minute look at the top six saying they're old and you know and then and then writing down something on a piece of paper and moving on. It's, there's not much. Yeah, I think, no I no think cutting major, edge analysis yeah. here, but nothing's wrong either. Uh, yeah, right? I think yeah. Major could have done, written that. <laughs> Kemper is inconsistent playing behind an unfamiliar defense, a.k.a. John Carlson. <laughs> <laughs> and Washington starts missing the physical punch that Wilson packed, all of which is probably true. Well, yeah, Wilson, I mean, uh, certainly uh, Wilson you, part's true. Yeah. yeah, you remove a guy like Wilson. I mean, it's like not having Chase Young in there. I mean, it's like, oh, their pass rush isn't as good. Well, no shit. I mean, they're not going to be as physical without yeah. Wilson, but, and, you know. You know. Not to harp too much on, on the playoffs last season, but they, they probably should have won that damn series. They should have. Wilson went out just in the, what, a couple shifts into game one, right? Yeah. I mean. Yeah, we took, we, we took the President's Cup team to a game seven. No, nah, game six. Should have been game seven. To game six overtime, six. losing your most physical player in the first game. I mean, most physical and top three talent wise overall. Yeah. I mean, you know, so. now, now Wilson starting on the shelf obviously sucks because you want to get off to a good start. But man, knowing the cavalry is coming with that one player is so big for me. Just knowing you're going to get him back yeah. right around Christmas. You know, this says the Capitals are an older team in the Eastern Conference stacked with players on expiring deals. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Who has expiring deals? On the caps, yeah, I got a ton of guys do. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, so that's- I mean, not Ovi, not Backstrom, not Carlson, not Wilson. Um, but I mean, you know, your Ellers, you know, Strom's just a one-year guy. Um, trying to I, think, probably half the team though, or half the forwards. Anyway. But remember, half your team are also fringe players, right? <laughs> there's there's a top six for a reason and a top four for a reason. Um, so. This happens to be one of those years that, in my opinion, it might be a good thing, you know. Um, and again, if 
<clears throat> if they really like the play of some of these younger guys, Jerry, I'm going to make my bold prediction and mm-hmm. say I said earlier that if you see us going south, you, you're going to see Eller get moved right. pretty soon. Free up cap space, really start to, you know, start that, you know, reload a little bit. My prediction wow. now is I think if the caps start off like a house on fire, I think you could still see Eller moved. Right. Because well, that was the, the, yeah. You know, I, I think he's that piece that if they really see some potential in in who they can go after and get, I, I think him being on an expiring deal is actually a good thing. All right. So, boys, here are the first five games. <laughs> Wednesday, home to Boston. Always a tough one. Thursday at Toronto. Always a tough one. <laughs> Saturday, home versus Montreal. Monday, home versus Vancouver. Thursday at Ottawa. Yeah, so kind of a mixed bag start. Odd. I'm saying four and one with a loss at Toronto. Because I'll say seven points. That's five games. I'm going to go three, one, and one. So seven points. So I win eight points. Yeah, I like yours better. Yeah, I I, I would prefer eight points. So Caps are going to get out to a hot start, I think. <clears throat> um, I, 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 look, being veteran laden helps when you start the season. You know, um, uh, there's no frills. There's no there's no mystery as to what they want to do. I've talked up Laviolette in the past. I think last year was a very meh performance from Should him. He better he pressures on him. Bingo. Well, this is last year. Was deal right now? Yeah, I mean he's on an expiring yeah. contract. But I, I just mean, I just looked know. real quick, and it's basically uh, the entire decor and nine of the forwards are on expiring contracts. All right, so, so <laughs> I, to me, a couple RFAs with how there, transient still. the NHL is, I like that. Is this an all-in and rebuild next year? Well, no, because you you still have Ovi signed and Carlson signed. I mean, I I think if you trade a Carlson, it's going to be or if you it would be off season, it wouldn't be in season. I don't know if that's who you were talking about before. I was distracted, but um, I was talking about Eller. Okay, yeah, no, Eller, I completely agree with. Never mind on Carl's. Um, <laughs> but no, I. It's just it's. There's gonna be a lot of work to do next year. Is about. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I will say this: I uh, the league is has never been more um, tight knit in terms of you know the difference between top team to to sixteenth team. And we saw that last year in the playoffs. I mean, you had a you had a Caps team that was just riddled with injuries, old as fuck, no goalie, and they took the President's Cup winning team to to the brink. You know, Colorado had a fairly easy time in the West because I thought the bottom of the West was meh. Mm-hmm. I thought the matchups were good, but everything else was pretty much like a wild card. Um, and you got teams like Toronto and Edmonton that remind us of the early 2010s Caps, where you look at that roster right now and you go, "There's no way this team isn't getting 110 points and going to the Stanley Cup well, Finals." And they get the 110 points, and then they're out after round one or two. The thing was, so. to, to your point, two of the two teams in the West got eliminated in the first round that could have challenged Colorado. It was yeah. just the way the matchups fell. Exactly. And you know, there were two great matchups in round one, and so two teams were gone. And then, you know, so that just made it a little bit easier, you know, path. It was like that one year back in 98 when the Caps made it to the final. That's right. They and played just like everything. The, they played like the bottom three seats. Everything <laughs> so. fell into place. Yeah. So who are the fighters without Wilson? Hath- yeah. Hathaway, like you said. Is Hathaway's probably, the man. Yeah. TVR can hold his own. Um, you don't like your D-man D doing that. Yeah, Irwin. If he's in there. You know, Irwin's um, a plug. But they don't, um, yeah, they, without Wilson, they don't really have one. I mean, um, I, but But they're a physical team with the yeah. way they play. They don't get well, pushed around by anybody. Brown, well, being, I think he's more like the 6'1", 200 type as opposed yeah. to the, you know, 6'4", 230 type that Wilson is. But he plays a similar 
game in terms of the forechecking and the you know the skill that yeah, he Brown, plays with. You know. Somebody might want to drop the gloves with Brown because he lit him up in the corner, yeah. you know, and he'll be like, "All right, wait till I score first, and then uh, <laughs> you know, and then I'll go." But he's he's perfectly fine. Um, Dowd is, is plenty tough. Strom is plenty tough. You know, Eller's tough. You know, well, they're, they're all. You got to be tough to play hockey. But, sure, but I'm I'm wondering if teams Other are going to run at somebody because they don't have a yeah, honest friends. to God. I, those days are pretty much yeah. done unless I somebody's mean, yeah. just a complete lunatic. They on don't your have team. anybody to deal with Reeves. Right. But other than that, I'm but not Reeves, that, you know. but but Reeves, yeah, Reeves, but Reeves is, is a, a complete dipshit if he, he wants plays to go with anybody. 30 games with anyway. Correct. So. And you know, Marchand's going to get me all pissed off. I'm going to fucking kick major. Well, <laughs> you know, you know the key on this team. The reason nobody takes runs on this team is because of Ovi. First of all, there's that respect level. And second of all, Obi's the kind of guy who's going to be like, I'm going to charge oh. and I'm going to take your fucking head off. Or spear you in know? the ambag. Yeah. yeah. You know? Um, and and p- teams just won't do it. I mean, there's just, you know. So it's a, a good segue into something I wanted to ask you guys. How many uh, how many goals do you think Obi gets this year? It's a really good question. 34. I was going to go 36. He's Fuck! A, he's 114 behind Gretzky right now. Yep. Um. I don't think his 40-goal streak is going to end, so I think he's more on the 42 to 40. Let's go, Jeremy. Optimistic uh, tonight. I, actually, I love it. What I want, I, really, I would love to see, you know, obviously, I would love to see him get like 50-ish to, to put it on the table next year, that it's a possibility that he, that he catches him next season. That'd be great. Remember how, how absolutely like dumbfounded they were on the power play last year and it was so anemic? Wouldn't that be great this year if Ovi had like, 30 power play goals yeah, got like 60. Like he basically <laughs> never does that because he only, uh, he scores so many even strength and goals. Wouldn't it be anemic. awesome for like next year if he's like eight down with three games to play and they start doing like Bruce Smith sacks? Yeah. Remember when Bruce Smith was going for it, like the quarterback would just fall down and Bruce Smith would touch him? Or like layups the like they did. The worst freaking yeah. record Like they did with Aaron seen. Judge to get 62. They were like, here you yeah, go. Here. Yeah. 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 Like, I the zone the, was like a millimeter. Like, I want to be on the list of goalies who was part of the last 10 OV got to get to Gretzky or something like that. You yeah. know? All right, man. Anything else for the week, gents? Hey, let's do a quick uh, Terps prediction for next weekend. At Indiana, tough game. Go ahead, Jeremy. 42-13, Maryland. Jesus. I like it. Damn, I like that. I don't think Maryland's going to play well, but I give them uh, – I give it 28-24, Maryland. Nice. Yeah, I think it's going to be a like like a slugfest. I think it's going to be ugly. I think an Illinois game from last year where it was just complete shit. I'm going to say Ugh. Maryland Maryland 19-16 in overtime. Jeremy just needs something easier. Come on, man. We We, we, we just need a laugher. We do. We do. Um, Absolutely. All right. Go Terps. Go Caps. We will be tuning in. Jeremy or Jerry will be watching on his phone. Yes. Um, who does, Commanders. Who does WVU have this weekend? I don't know. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so for all you WVU fans, we'll have to get you yeah, on the next great, segment. Great. And uh, yeah. hey, quick shout out, shout out to uh, Seth and Evan. I uh, hope you boys are uh, listening with uh, Bryce yeah. this week. And so, uh, got to throw Bryce in there. Absolutely. Great, great to meet you, boys. Well, absolutely. Bryce, I met you before, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Go Terps, and uh, you know, we'll see you guys next week. Later.